0: In a podcast sponsored by Flyro, Podcast, what is going on? Look quickly before we start this piece of audio gold. I quickly want to tell you about Garden Club, GDN Club. It's available right now. As part of membership, you'll get a weekend breakfast podcast inspiring you while you eat your cornflakes to get outside into the garden. You'll also get a monthly behind-the-scenes video with a make-to-create gardening idea to do with the family you'll get the digital version and the audio version of the how to get kids gardening book you'll get a private and exclusive community area which means that you can share ideas with other members of the club and instant access to me which means you'll be able to message me and i will instantly get back to you answering your questions it's all available right now for 39.99 a year which is about three pound thirty a month which i don't think is too bad. All of this supports getting kids into gardening and supports the podcast too. Plus, if you are a school and a teacher, that means you get it for free. So there's access to absolutely everything from Garden Club free for teachers. If it sounds like something you'd like to be part of or want to find out more, hit up skinnyjeanegardener.co.uk forward slash GDN. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Skinny thanks so much for your support uh for the show it does really mean a lot to me and uh Yeah, everything you do. And uh, if you're part of the Garden Club, thanks so much. If you've already joined. Uh, And if you've got the book, then you've also supported the show. So thanks so much. And obviously by watching all of that stuff. Thanks so much, everyone, uh, for being part of it. Uh, Right, next half hour of the show. uh, Tell me what you're feeling about lockdown. Tell me what you're you're feeling about lockdown, people. What you're feeling about gardening too. If you really want to call me, yeah. You can call me on 0742-357-4520. If you want to call in, let's go. If you want to sing with me, then you just got to sing with Richie. <coughs> I'm not
1: going to sing. Sorry. I, oh. I draw the line somewhere. <laughs> oh, I
0: didn't know how long that
1: song was going to go on for, mate. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad to have stopped it in time.
0: <laughs> how are you? right?
1: <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Yourself? Yeah, good man. Enjoyed your live show last night. It was uh, very good. I struggled. I got to admit, I had one of those headaches that I didn't feel it. But you know what? The show must go on.
0: Show must go on. Mate. Show, show must, go on. must go on. It was good, mate. I enjoyed it anyway. So um, thank you. And Olive enjoyed
1: was, it. Well, that was the best thing having Olive calling.
0: <laughs> the remnants of your uh, your cobweb spider still.
1: So. Yeah, I, I kind of like it though. So I'm sort of leaving it up there till next year. It's <laughs> like a proper shed, isn't
0: it? But like a proper shed, yeah. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's going on, my friends?
1: Well, you're talking about garden centres and everything. I thought I should chime in and uh add my two pence worth.
0: Go for it, mate. You are a written, uh, garden center expert, so. Oh, actually,
1: I, I should flash my card, shouldn't I?
2: Yeah, where flash
0: I? the card for you, um, Mark. I Mark didn't flash his card, but uh... where have I put it? I put it somewhere safe. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I've
1: got, I've got the, I've got the cards, so I can stand as long as you want. Uh, as long as you need. <laughs> no, uh, um, yeah, um garden centers. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're open. Mm-hmm. Um throughout this time. As Mark said, they did miss out on their major major season when they when they do earn a lot of money. But I'm also getting already a bit annoyed with them when I'm walking around.
0: Well, go on, mate. Because uh, I've not been to a garden centre for since what are we in now? Oh, since probably the start of October actually. So a good month ago.
1: Yeah, I'm I just get annoyed with the amount of Christmas tat that is on the shelves.
0: Are we still getting Christmas tat happening? Is still still happening?
1: getting Christmas tat, yeah,
0: hmm.
1: and it, it drives me mad.
0: <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the garden centres being allowed to let, be left open, but what we're going to see is people still coming out with Christmas tat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and also uh, clothes shops, right? They've had to close. Yeah, yeah, in pretty much every garden centre, I see them selling clothes. A good point. So, um Okay, it's the same as supermarkets—they sell clothes, but yet mm-hmm. garden clothes shops have to close. I'm as much as I I love super um, I love garden centres. I'm a little worried about this side of things because I think that's leaving it op- open to uh, abuse.
0: Do you think they should do what Wales did? And cover up those sections of the garden to Yes. I agree with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> because,
0: because it will actually force people to go to garden centers and use them for their actual reason that we want people to use garden centers for.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, the only trouble with that is we, when we had discussions with garden centres when we were doing our investigation, they did turn around to us and say people don't want to use garden centres throughout the winter months, which I think is actually more down to the fact that we we need to encourage people to to garden throughout the winter months so they can go to a garden centre and get the stuff they want.
0: So this is like the perfect time for us to. Um to promote
1: that right i i totally agree i totally agree i mean i'm just locking up tonight's podcast and i'm going through a list of jobs that we can or, and seeds that we can save throughout november yes so, and there's a huge amount of stuff that we can do or oh, going to buy bare-rooted raspberry canes most garden centers don't actually sell bare, bare-rooted garden canes poundland does in next in the springtime
0: i don't yeah. get that why <laughs> what is this about why how can a poundland do it and garden centers don't why is that i i don't know it might be
1: well i want to say um the garden centers may not be able to look after them or something i don't know but poundland seems to be able to
0: hmm that is um a bit odd i've just um you can, to be fair, you can get them through, and this is—we oh, don't really want to do this because we sort of want people to go garden centres, but um, you can get them online. Yes, I've had them yeah, posted to me. Yeah, just, uh,
1: can't
0: garden centres look after them?
1: I, I know, I know. Uh, this is this is exactly it. I'm in conversations with somebody that produces bare rooted um, raspberry canes because I want some for my garden. I was going to go and record some audio with them. but they can send it to me or I can go collect them still, but surely a a garden centre, which is right on my doorstep, would be able to do the same.
0: Hmm. Um, You're right. And uh, Mark's just put in pound and buy old stock of canes that would have been thrown away.
1: But they still do it.
0: But they still do it.
1: They still do it. (laughs) (laughs) I, agree. I think the supermarkets also, and Wilco's, again, uh, springtime, they sell bare-rooted trees. Um, yes. Pretty cheap, pretty cheap as well, but they can do it.
0: Uh, I've always felt, well, I, I do feel like this, I feel like this is a perfect time for for gardening to be put down as a, throughout the year, Constant thing,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, but a
0: lot of people are saying, Oh, I'm going like Mark, and it's like saying, oh, I'm going on furlough, I'm doing, I'm gonna be outside and do stuff, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, it's positive,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I've no idea what's happening with me yet, but I've already started making my list of jobs that I want to complete through if I am on though, because I'm, I just want to make use of that time. And I've also said, like, the winter time, and I've said it to you, I've said it on your show infrastructure work when everything is dying back or or gone to bed we can see what needs repairing and get on and do those jobs yeah let's say i mean at the weekend i went out out and bought a load of wood to build a new bed and um for, for various bits of my garden so i've got the wood ready to go i could have gone to a garden center and got that instead
0: yeah yeah, it's it's true. I just tried looking, and my computer almost caved in on itself. I just tried looking to see if those big sheds are still open. Do you, do you know if they're going to be closed? Someone said earlier in the comments that they might be closing. I uh, believe hard,
1: hardware shops will still be open.
0: I thought that would be the case. But obviously, yeah. not, it seems like they're not going to keep the garden stuff going. So that could mean uh, that more people go to garden centres, hopefully. I don't know.
1: Well, let's say so. I mean, garden centers do need as much help as they can because yeah. they are a struggling industry. But
0: especially I was,
1: year, yeah. yeah, especially after this year. But I always feel also, I've told you the story, but I'll tell everyone else. A couple of years ago, I went into a um garden center and it was about this time they had removed all the garden tools, all the garden spades, forks, trowels. All the stuff you expect from a garden centre. They'd removed them to get the extra stock mm-hmm. out there. But, and I've been in this garden centre several times, this one large table was selling handbags and they were still out. It seems completely cockeyed to me. Mm. And it's almost saying that the handbags were making more money than the garden tools.
0: Let me just interrupt this podcast by saying that this podcast is sponsored by Flymo. Yes, Flymo. If, like me, you've had that final cut of the lawn and the lawnmower is stored away in the shed, that doesn't mean that gardening stops. And that also doesn't mean that Flymo don't have some amazing products to help you out throughout the winter. One thing that I absolutely love is the SeaLink 20 Volt Combi Pack Three in One. It's an interchangeable, lightweight, and easy to use three in one gardening tool. You've got a grass trimmer, a hedge trimmer, and a blower, which, especially at this time of year when I've got loads of leaves in the garden, is absolutely perfect for me. You know me, I absolutely love Flymo, they're an affordable and quality tool which when they're cordless like this makes it so much easier just to get out of the shed and just get out there and get gardening. If you head over to flymo.com right now it's free delivery on all orders over 45 quid and so if you want to continue your garden adventure throughout winter that is the place to head to. Right, let's continue the podcast. I think that probably is the case. That is definitely there's definitely going on at that time, which is a shame, isn't it? So, uh, really, garden centres need to be. I mean, they're going to. Unfortunately, I think with every whatever we say and however much we talk about this, I think unfortunately, what we are going to find is if we go to the garden centre, we are going to see people walking out with uh, Christmas decorations. Mm. Handbags and mm. uh oh, and, and restaurants would be quite full and ornaments. there's nothing wrong with an ornament, don't you wrong? Toys and things like that. I see it, I see it every time around this time of year, anyway. I think we're still gonna get that even throughout this lockdown and November.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But is that really essential?
0: <laughs> no, no. Would I, as a garden centre, turn around and say, Oh, actually, guys, you're not allowed to buy that? P- probably of course, not. Of course not. Um uh, but, but and we've, I've said we talk about it so much that the the garden centres, and I've said so much, and I even said it today to someone that I said that all oh, garden centres will be gone in 10 years' time. I think actually we've lost the essence of the garden centre anyway. All mm-hmm. garden, don't no, don't get me wrong, not all garden centres. We've lost that essence anyway. Uh, so technically, a good proportion of them already gone, they've already turned into these shops. And, um, I don't know, man,
1: department stores now, aren't they? Did you hear that?
0: Very much so, yeah. they're, They're very much, you're right, they are like department stores now. And I think, uh, I think this is an opportunity. I think opportunity is the word. This at the moment, we're in a lockdown what can people do what is good for people be outside still carry on doing their garden do that infrastructure work like you said like it makes so much more sense to do those sort of things now because uh that gives you more time in the summer to sow seeds and and grow stuff
1: and grow stuff and concentrate on the actual growing of the plants
0: yeah and, th- and that does take where... time that sort of thing does take, uh, like your, your memory time to or not memory like your your thinking time, that sort of stuff does take time. And if you've got that going on and also you're building beds and stuff, there's something has to give. So now is the time to do that stuff. So you, so you can enjoy growing stuff.
1: Yeah. And this is where I feel the garden media should be stepping in and saying, let's do this. I think gardeners world has finished for the year, but it's missing out on some of the best months to really work and teach people what can be done throughout their garden over this period to get them set up for next year.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think you're probably right there that unless, uh unless media is at the moment specifically, maybe TV media is, and like like podcasts and YouTube and all those sort of things. I mean, there's, there's a few that start to slow down at this time of the year. We, we push yeah. on maybe, but uh, that <laughs> sure. sort of media sort of continues and just act, not even acts, is it just continues do, doing their thing and doesn't like have a holiday until Feb. Yeah. Uh, unless that's happened. Like, unfortunately, and um, I love laying into Monty Don, but <laughs> he, he doesn't have it. The presenters don't have a choice over where it carries on. It's the BBC at the end of it. And yeah, uh, I'm sure they'd love it to carry on. I'm sure they'd love to, to do it, but uh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because until that sort of happens, then maybe the garden centres can't say, oh, well, we're going to sell more plants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think they 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 do say that if Gardener's World features a certain plant, the next day garden centres will be have a lot of people asking for it, which... Uh, again, I see that as being a bit of a, where the garden the media can work with garden centres to say, like, right, on Friday, we're going to be featuring this. You're probably going to get a lot of people on Saturday asking for it. Yeah. There's the information. Go have it in stock.
0: Well, it's funny. I think there is something about, Monty mentions to garden centres what he's talked about that week. I don't know who he talks to about it and if it gets out there to garden centres or not. But he oh, does nice. let people know and then, uh, so the since can prepare himself. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? But, yeah. may, but maybe winter is missing the uh, Monty Don effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely.
0: I don't know. Maybe uh, you know all them sort of uh, makeover shows all sort of finished. Finished now, aren't they? So you're no chance. You'll we'll see a makeover. Garden show, so no one's really thinking about making over their garden. Hey, it's me, it's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll blame the media. <laughs> uh, we'll blame the media. I mean, the, all these media people who
0: think they know what they're talking about, but clearly don't. Hey, look, this is the good thing about this sort of thing. Like, with your po- garden podcast and your live shows, and um, my, my podcast and my live shows, we've got control over it, so we yeah. can do what we want. So, if all YouTubers and all all podcasters continue and, and people can continue writing their blogs and doing that sort of stuff, all this new media stuff, we've got control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the we more do. we do now, the more we keep pushing it, the more we get in people's faces. Um, we can lead
1: by example.
0: That's it. That's it, man. I mean, I've only started leading by example this year. Usually, I love a little garden holiday.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. but, but... <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a bit of a boost to my ego. Why have you started gardening throughout the winter this year?
0: Just felt like it. for <laughs> 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 uh, coming on the show, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of your uh, because of listening to your podcast, obviously being mates of you, are, and um, and you sending them seeds from your uh, fantastic club, mate. Yeah, they, yeah, they keep keep me growing, keep me sowing. So, <laughs> something of the other day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it just goes to show that actually by having somebody pushing you from the front effectively, you, uh, you've you gone on and done it.
0: You send me about six or seven seed packets every month. Yeah. Never did I yeah. think that oh, I could be sowing six or seven P- seed packets every month. Like that's
1: November big. and December were tricky, very it's tricky, because I want to try and make sure I get, everyone gets six packets of seeds as a minimum each month. Um Purely because they they donate in a five to me each month, six packet of seeds. You get more than what you pay for, sort of thing. But like, I think I'm just looking what I've got for November chili seeds. Who would think to sow chili seeds now? You can exactly. do it. I did it last year. Um, exactly. Herbs growing on your windowsill, easily mm-hmm. done. Uh, mizuna, peas, those all can be sown right now if you know they can be done.
0: Yeah it's just getting out there and letting people know about it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like and Mark talking about raspberry canes and these, and all them sort of things, like it can be done. It can right be now. done. Yeah. Pruning, all them sort of things. There's so much we can do out in the garden, sowing, growing. It doesn't yes. stop. Really, does it? It doesn't stop just because it's it it a, a bit chilly.
1: And, and in fact, something like pruning is best done when the tree is dormant because you can actually see the tree. You can see what you're doing about all the leaves in a way.
0: Yeah, that's true. But well, um, I'm I'm a bit scared about doing so mine still. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, yours, is, yours is a cherry tree, so you're best off waiting until the summer of yours. Anyway.
0: Oh, don't go yet. Don't go too soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, because um, with it being a, a cherry tree, uh, if I remember right, it is cherry a cherry blossom. tree. Cherry blossom. Uh, oh, I don't know about cherry blossom, but I know cherry trees. You're meant to wait until the summer. Because there's a
0: risk of infection. Oh, right. I'm going to have to research that. <laughs> yeah, research <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Uh, SJC just chimed in and said that the BBC used to email the garden centers a week before the show went out with a list of plants featured, but they stopped doing it after Alan Titchmarsh days. So actually, Monty Don, idiot.
1: <laughs> missed out. I think I missed out <laughs> the garden no,
0: no, no, industry no, no, being don't <laughs> Um, Anyway, yes, they used to do it. Probably should continue doing it to help the garden centres and probably should still do bits. Um, And do bits, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sorry, I am just trying to get over me calling Monty Don an idiot live. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I didn't
1: say it. I didn't say it.
0: I uh, I apologise that. Uh, outburst.
1: Um. <laughs> but I don't think that it's necessarily Monty Don. I think it might have been further up the chain. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, agree with you. Yeah. Um So there we go, man. Uh So yeah, no, I agree with you from uh, what we talked about at the start. I think maybe it'd be really good, but it won't happen because um I'll be honest with you, if I owned a garden centre right now, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but it would be good if they could do like a Wales part Part partial, part what's it called? Petitioned. Thank you. Petition off <laughs> uh, that area. And then people walk through and go, Oh, crikey, uh, I can't get me wellies, me barber jacket or whatever they sell. Um <laughs> and handbag. And uh, I have to go and buy some plants. What's about? Yeah. What can we grow? I mean, what can we, uh,
1: I mean, to be fair, wellies do fit in the garden center remit. Not that I wear wellies because I can't. I don't like them, but
0: yeah. But then you're I, going to say rain jackets do.
1: Rain jackets do, yeah. But what, but what, when you can go in there and buy handbags, or um,
0: what if someone says they put their trowel in their handbag,
1: well, that's a load of
0: crap, isn't it? That's just a. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but
1: you know, when it, when it comes into proper sort of shirts, that aren't it flowery or anything that like we would wear on a saturday night out
0: right hold um, on a second so your remit of if it's allowed in the garden center is if it's got flowers on
1: i see that fitting in with a garden center
0: right okay
1: <laughs> loosely loosely but i can i could accept that
0: even if you've got a little trowel just the tightest of trowels there uh, no that's
1: that's a bit of a Pushing it to the
0: limits, Um, I guess.
1: I guess what I mean when I go, or when I used to go to Chili Fiesta, which was a chili show, uh, Mm. everything there was chili. So they did sell the odd shirts or clothes and stuff, but everything had to have like chili printed on it, or everything was associated with chilies.
0: Right, and because
1: of that, it made it an actual chili show. Now I went to another garden show. Few weeks ago, and that garden show had a stall selling beds. Um, and like, another, yeah, a bed. A, bed, I think. A, a, a bed as in a, sli- a bed you sleep in, and there was yeah. a travel agent there as well. And I felt as a garden show, they're so far disconnected, didn't seem right. Hmm. Now, um, in yeah. fairness to the garden show, they were probably clutching at straws to try and make some money, but.
0: Well, maybe if you put some flowers on that bed, you'd be happy with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to sit in on this to uh, help me out of this, man? Yeah, go for
2: it. Go for it. We're doing sure, James Cameron. <laughs> hey, did you see? I can you hear me?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, currently, you? currently, I'm looking at the screen. It looks like the uh, the aging of someone, like very slowly, as the years <laughs> I younger a little bit older, rich uh, granddaddy.
2: Anyway, did you see <laughs> on my website, the uh, theallotmentchannel.com, there was yeah. an article on there last week about this garden centre. And I think they've... And that they were boycotting BBC Gardener's World, the magazine. And I think they've shot themselves in the foot because since I published that article, a lot of the feedback is they've taken what Monty has said... And turned it around and basically said, Right, so the garden centers have admitted they sell cheap plants and they don't care. It's all about to the profit. So I think this boycott that they've done has completely backfired in regards to what the public think of them.
0: It's it's funny you, you mentioned that, John, because there's a story that I want to talk about later on. But what did Monty actually say then?
2: Monty said, and I will read it for you. It was an article in BBC Gardener's World magazine. And he said, we should not buy cheap, we should not buy, let's start again. We (laughs) should not be buying cheap, mass-produced, disposable plants. We should either grow them ourselves or buy them locally from small producers. But it was an article that spoke more about how we can be doing better in the garden by doing things from, uh seed and uh i think he touched on the plastics bit as well Because mm-hmm. so we go to a garden center there's a load of plastic but what i've discovered this year is spending a bit more money you do get a quality a quality plant and the garden center that i go to you can take your pots back and they recycle the pots yeah, yeah. A, lo- a lot more doing that now aren't they So I think it's... And the other thing that backfired uh, about this was, I think, it raised the debate in the comments of my website, illockmanchannel.com. It raised the debate about garden centres from September onwards in the view of the public shut down because you can't find the plants past all all the plastic um, trees. And if the garden centres are trying to say... uh, where not couldn't promote plastic pots and everything, and then start selling plastic trees. Yeah, Which, so I think they've. I think they've completely. This year, twenty twenty, for garden centres, I think they should go back and watch our twenty four hour podcast when you spoke about the future of the garden centre, <laughs> because I think with COVID, um, the amount of garden centres I went on the internet to go and buy things, mm-hmm. and they just aren't. They just aren't set up. Although the local independents aren't set up to sell online. But at least they can sort of do things like, we'll take your money and we'll put them outside the door at like two two o'clock and come and collect them. Yeah. At least they were doing things. But garden centres are going to remain open during the lockdown that starts on Thursday. Yeah. But I just feel...
1: It's lit too, too little, too late to for them to be open this time round, as your audience have already said. September people don't go to garden centres full of plants anymore.
0: It's, I think you're 100 right. I, whenever I buy plants from garden centres, I always feel like they grow a lot better. I get a better plant from them. I do think I think that garden centres have a real opportunity and did have an opportunity to go online. I don't know how many did. I don't really know how many actually after it thought probably should get online. It
2: depends what your definition of a garden centre is.
0: Well, that's that's a problem at the moment, isn't it? Because it's it's very
2: blurred about what a one is, really. Well, the one that I've got down the corner, uh, around the corner from me, that's sort of like an independent. Sometimes they'll have a bit of tat in the corner. And they actually opened up another shop this year. And I think they called it uh, the Tat Corner or something, but it didn't, it sort of folded within two or three months uh, because people just want to go to a garden center to buy plants and to get a bit of cake. Um, But then there are, I've got some really large garden centers close to me, but they're family run garden centers. I Mm. seem to get a vibe. The issue is when you go, Above the family run garden centers, you know, these garden centers where you've got two or three in the country. I think mm-hmm. that's when it becomes a bit of an issue. Where I remember the days you could go up to somebody and say, Oh, what do I do with this? Within five minutes, this bloke's told you, Oh, you've got to put it in the ground, do this, do that, do other." You ask these days in some of the really big garden centers, and they go, Oh, go on to the RHS and have a look.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But yeah. you're paying for that for the knowledge of that person but those days seem to be dead and gone
1: yeah they just get anybody who can work a tail on to sell the plants
2: yeah and the problem with social media is so i i came into this debate when you said it's good that uh, social media can just say what they want to say the only slight problem with that is and i've noticed this this year with uh uk Social media people, and especially people in America, is that you can say whatever you want to say, and people will believe you. And you don't, and the information may be completely wrong because there's this thing going around this year that um, crop rotation is bad, you don't have to do it, you can just grow in the same thing every, sing, every single year. Um, I haven't had time to go to look into it because I believe in crop rotation in order to build up the fertility of uh, fertility of the soil and so that you don't get the pests and diseases getting prevalent in certain parts. But I've I've seen there there seems to be more money in disinformation, and I've seen that creeping into the gardening community.
0: Yeah, this is the really interesting thing about uh, social media and this sort of thing. But also, like, old media as well, uh, if you look at the news, is if you take everything uh, at face value anyone says, in any
2: sense of media, then you're an idiot. <laughs> it, it really, really frustrates me. But this comes from the days when I worked into the media as well, is I put an article onto my channel, onto my... One of my Facebook groups is—I think there's forty-five thousand people in this group—and I wrote a article on Saturday saying the lockdown was coming and how this was going to affect people with their plots.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In the article, it clearly said garden centres were going to stay open. Yeah. The debate that went on in that thread was, well. I wonder if garden centres are going to be open. I wonder if we'll still be able to go to the plot. And in the end, I got so fed up, I put um, the capital letters on. And Mm -hmm. I said, why don't you just all read the article rather than reading the headlines?
0: That's what we do. That's where
2: the world we live in now, mate. Yeah, headlines. A lot of people don't know this, but people in newspapers and on the internet, their job is to come up with headlines. Mm-hmm. so they don't read the story so when it goes to that person all that all they've got is that opening paragraph of that two or three thing and they judge the whole uh, and they make the headline based on those based on that opening paragraph and that's why sometimes when you read the headline it's got nothing to do with the article or it's clickbaity where they'll say something like um Garden centres' future in doubt with lockdown. Yeah, well, I've, got, but, I've, it's, I've but it's I've, very, but but then it's very clear three lines down, everything's fine. <laughs> well, I've
0: recently got rid of Twitter, and uh, my phone does this amazing thing. Uh, hang on, where is it not working now? It gives me some news articles as I, if I swipe. So this is where I'm meant to take my news, and if I look at it, for some reason, it keeps telling me. Um, what's his name? Richard Hammond loses Ferrari after <laughs> rent. I'm like what? It's a, it's a story that he talks about very slightly in an article three years ago being brought yeah. up in my feed now. Yeah. Yeah. And he
1: only sold the Ferrari to pay rent while they were in a bit of an in-between place.
2: You seen it? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he just so, really, uh, it just really it just really and I had to have a serious word with myself because I was getting myself wound up about the stupidity of people and the fact that they just didn't spend two minutes. And what's really frustrating is they'll go to the allotment site and regurgitate it over a cup of tea in a shed. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know the Chinese government put out this COVID? Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. I'm not particularly interested. I've got headspace to deal with that. But it's they'll take these headlines turn it into facts. Um, Like, prime example, there was a hole underneath our headquarters two or three weeks ago. Just because a badger was seen in the area, they're now all convinced. There's a badger underneath the HQ and it's eating the foundations. And it's like, like, find out the facts. And if you don't know what the facts are, go and look. And if you're not interested to go and look, then just don't. Get involved with that, you know, just don't get involved with that story.
1: Yeah.
2: You can't educate stupid.
1: Um.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful world we live in, mate, isn't it? <laughs> Love it. And if you're although, watching this...
2: Although, if, uh, saying, all really... this, I, saying all this, I've been quite busy today speaking to uh, a few people, because I'm going to start doing a series on Gardening oh, by the Moon.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go.
2: A big series or a mini series? It's going to go on for a year, Um, Mm. but it's basically it's like rather than being told that it works or it doesn't work, or I'm going to just run my own tests, improve it. But I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to film it as I go along, or 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 release the video at the end of the year when it's a lot easier to sort of see this row of uh, potatoes was done on this day, you know, so that you can see the results rather than doing it as we go along. And people can say, ah, oh, but that's because it's been a really hot June. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I look forward to seeing that, mate.
2: But garden centres, I, th- I think they've sh- shot themselves in the foot over the past week or two uh well <laughs> the one you mentioned yeah is, is uh, not ideal no but he's but he's the one that's trying to get everybody else to ban BBC Gardeners' world magazine
0: is anyone is anyone going for this is this a, is anyone saying yeah I'm with you or it seems Who's to be a it? Story. no one. it
2: seems to be a story that was only within uh the horticultural in uh industry and I took that story and I put it then into how can I say into the normal gardening domain and then it was picked up by a newspaper last weekend um because I just think people should be aware of what of what they're doing yeah. it's just you know um, anyway let's not get on to Pete
0: what, uh, oh, no, not tonight. Um, <laughs> here we go. Uh, what, what more could you want for Monday night apart from 3 middle aged men bashing garden centers? But I middle didn't age?
2: see the beginning of the show because I was a bit busy watching some bloke on Dean, some bloke on the internet.
1: I was phobesy, oh, on-
2: <laughs> the vorbs the is on the Yeah, uh, there we go i was a uh, bit disappointed that you didn't i was a bit disappointed that you didn't dress up last friday me yeah you just came in your normal <laughs> in your normal gear
1: somebody didn't watch the whole way through then
2: he he tuned in <laughs> he uh, he um did you don't do worry, your paper? over that, that one's just flown over your head don't worry about it
0: it's, uh, as always, it's thanks so much work. for calling in, lads. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah, thanks so much to uh, Sean uh, and the fantastic Richard for coming uh, on the show. There, I, f- I felt like we got—I don't know—maybe a bit too negative. I don't want—I don't want this to be a whole, total negative bashing of garden centres because I actually really love garden centres. I think they're a fantastic uh, place. I've had a lot to say about them and. You know, <laughs> uh, sometimes that can come across as a little bit. Uh, I do think they should go on online. I think that's a big part of, of what we should be pushing for garden centers. And I do really think that this is the time, like I said, the time for them to shine. Guys, time to shine. Let's see what you guys think in the comments. The phone lines are open, as always. 07. 42. Three five seven four five two zero. Also, you can click the link in the description uh, and get zoomed into the call, just like um, my friends just did just there. Uh, let's see what everyone's saying throughout that uh, conversation. Um, okay, crikey, we've got a lot of okay. We missed a lot. Okay, uh, Kelly says, "Good evening." Uh, just sat down. After cleaning, gutted about lockdown, we'll be getting Dan involved in decorating the house. we will fit him working at the allotment. Oh, Dan sounds like he's going to be busy. Literally having an argument on YouTube. He says, decorating house. Jog on, girl.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, Ian's, Ian's not coming on tonight. If not, he would do. Uh, Lee and Richard, whilst you're there... Oh, sorry, I missed this. Uh, I sent a message to my mate about going to Charles Dowden's garden for a private visit next year. Fingers crossed, VIP access. Oh, very exciting. Nice one, Dan. Let us know you get on. Obviously, YouTube it, man. Uh, Charles Dowden, we need to get him on the show. What's going to happen this side of uh, Christmas, hopefully? We must get in contact. Charlie Dimock, Um Still not a bad from me yet, but I'm sure she'll get back to us soon. Uh, last time I was in the USA, they taped off booze aisles until noon. I think it was. Did they? Crikey. Uh the problem uh with garden is, is garden centers would have to pot up all bare root plants at the end of the season. It's a good point. Uh again. Uh Mark talking about we talked about root uh bare root plants. Again, surely though garden centres could do that, right? Online is how to buy bare root. There are some great nurseries out there. I I think you're 100 percent right, Mark. There are some great nurseries, and whenever I've bought some, they have been online. Still don't understand though. I hear what you're saying. They'd have to put all the bare roots. They'd have to pot them up. I get that. we just sell them off. I don't know. Or just don't buy. I don't know. Surely that's, there's got to be a way around it, right? That should got surely. Um, he also mentions that uh, he thinks Suggie could rock a leopard skin bag (laughs) Uh, Ian says uh, only visit the nurseries these days that way we can get advice on where to plant and when Um, which is a very good point Uh, what else is said it does say somewhere along here uh, Mark says, a bit harsh. There's some very good and knowledgeable staff working at big gun centres, exchange I think, I don't know, was that Suggit that said something like that? Or was it Mr. Cameron? I think the people that work at gun centres are amazing. And in fact, I've met a lot of people that started off in gun centres and then worked their way up to other stuff. So there is definitely a lot of knowledge out there. I think if you have met some people, and it does happen, I can't say it doesn't happen, because uh, I have been to gun centres where they are you know there's quite young people working there which is understandable and um they're not going to know loads and loads about gardening Uh, so there are aspects but generally i've been to quite a few garden centers and usually they are family-run ones they are independent ones but um usually really knowledgeable that's why i love garden centers because really knowledgeable people that make getting plants. I've been to a, I've been to garden centres, and I asked about a certain area in my garden. I'm not sure what to do with what plant, plant up, and they've always been really helpful to me. Always, so um, yeah, not necessarily uh, all garden and stuff. I'm not knowledgeable. We're lucky to have twenty to thirty independent family-run. Twenty to thirty. It's a lot isn't it independent family-run garden centres bars. Well, that's good. Uh, well done. Uh, Stu's in the house. Jackson! This could be a long night. Now you're talking about garden centres. <laughs> Use local every time. Uh, the, i tell you one of the things. I talk about it online a lot. And when I talk about online for garden centres, I don't mean uh, that my local garden centre will be selling plants to people up in Manchester. That's not what I mean. Then we're not going to go postal with it. I do think that garden centres, I've said this for such a long time, and I'm going to say it for one last time. Uh, and I will set I'll say it to this man here. Oh, he's gone. Uh, I say it all the time is I think they've got an opportunity to be online locally. For me to have my garden centre, which is about a half-hour drive away, to be able to order something online and them to be a Available to drop it off at some point in the week. I'll be well happy if I order something on Monday, and it came ready for the weekend. Uh, then that's what I mean by online garden centres. Hello, Mark. How are you doing?
3: Fine, mate. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just there. We go. We're up. Ah We're up. Yes. Are we talking at the same time? Yes, we're we talking. Fantastic. Just wanted to defend a little bit of garden centres and nurseries. Um. There are two and a half thousand garden centres, nurseries in the whole of the UK. And what I think a lot of people kind of miss is the best way to find a good local garden centre or nursery is go onto to Google Maps. You start off by putting in the search term garden centre. Now, that will get you your chains, that will get you your standard garden centres. But then also put in plant nursery, nurseries. And then that will get you the independent ones, because um, I must admit, I, I've worked with God says um, for the last um, 20 years. Um, I've never done Colchester, so I don't know your area, but yeah. I've just had a, a, a quick little look online. And um, you don't have a lot of chains around you, do you? You don't have a lot of wire and um, dobbies and things like that. Um, but there do seem to be quite a lot of small independents around. There also seems to be a lot of wholesale nurseries where they sometimes will deal with members of the public. They will deal with people. Um, but, but seriously, the best way to initially is to just Google plant nursery, Google plant nurseries. And that will bring a whole load of places up there, um, which um, you, you can go and visit. And, and they're specialists. So, I mean, just up from you, you've got Scarlet's Quality Plants, which specializes in citrus, olives, bays, and oleanders. Mm-hmm. You've got Blenheim Plant and Garden Centre, which mm-hmm. looks amazing. Halstead Garden Centre, which is at Timag Nursery. That's a really nice little term because it's a proper nursery that's decided to set up a garden centre because they grow a lot <laughs> of their own plants. Um, and um, like I say, my my, my, my current favourite is East Burgholt at the A12, um place for plants, um run by an ex-RHS bloke. Yeah, fantastic. So if you want to buy plants, if you want to go out there and see nurseries and garden centers, don't just Google garden centers. Google nurseries, because there are there is such diversity in our industry, and the chains serve a purpose. They're okay, and and you will get great staff in the chains if you're lucky. I mean, in the y of old days, now they're they're gone. I can talk about them a bit more. They don't exist anymore. Um, you know, it was um, you know people that weren't qualified. I, I, I couldn't give you good advice. But there would always be people which were, they have been there from years and years and years ago, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they would have the, the, the horticultural knowledge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look far and wide.
0: Yeah, take, I agree with take you. The, I think a lot of people think of wide as one of them ones that is, could be not a great example. Of uh, of garden centers, but there are so many well run, like even in just my area to most of a like, well run garden centers. Which are, the people there are like so knowledgeable, like, I could yeah. never, I could never knock them.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's a case of looking. I mean, don't just go to your local garden center, London's closest by, drive a couple of extra miles if you can, uh, and just search your local area. And, and also, an awful lot of um, um, uh, uh, parks, um. Uh, Stately homes, big houses—they have a lot of nurseries that are attached to them, where they'll be growing the plants, which are um, on show in in, in 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 the big house. So you go for a walk around a lovely house over a Sunday afternoon, you see a nice plant over there, and they quite often will have taken cuttings and propagated it, and will be selling it at at, at the um, you know the little retail nursery area, and that's a brilliant place to work, to, to to buy plants. But, um, yeah, so yeah, that soapbox on there. So Monty's on, mate. Monty's on. You're not going to dis Monty's on again, are you? <laughs> but I like Monty, yeah. I mean, there has been a lot of stuff going on about him recently. Um, and it's, um, there, there, there's a great thread on, on on Twitter at the moment by uh John Walker. Um, mm-hmm. Earth F Gardener at Earth F Gardener, where he's done a long tweet about um because Monty on basically stood out and said, Don't buy mass-produced plants which have a poor life. yeah Now yeah. that's fair enough in a way. A lot of lockdown gardeners will be buying plants because they are instant impact and they bring cheer and joy to their lives, and there's nothing particularly wrong with that. He was also talking about the fact that the growers don't have to grow in peat. It's a bit silly growing in peat at the moment because there are so many brilliant alternatives out there. But there's apathy in our industry whereby you can grow in peat-free, but it means... to change your entire production program because it has to be watered at different times it has to be fed at different times it has to be looked after in slightly different ways and it's a great big headache for a lot of big commercial growers to change all that around i mean you're talking hundreds of man hours of right trials because you've got to get new compost in you've got to grow the plant in it you've got to see how it works now it does take a lot of time but pieces um you know we can't carry on using it it it, it, it really is as simple as that um I mean, do you want me to I, I don't know if it'd be too silly but do you want me to read you out a bit of this thread from the uh the, the twitter feed um go for it okay uh so this is um john walker at earth f gardener um also retweeted and um uh uh uh, uh the great Sarah Van, Sarah Limbach, um, which I think, you know, she's a, a wonderful, feisty lady who's been in the industry all her life. And oh, she yeah, really yeah. knows her stuff. Um, so it says, this is the thread about the toxicity that permeates the UK gardening and horticulture industries. In the current issue, Gardener's World magazine and Monty Don pointed out that retailers are actively choosing to do harm if they sell peat, peat-based compost or plants grown in peat he was stating the obvious it's scientific fact that peat bogs release their stored carbon when they are drained and mined fact that is true more carbon means more climate change carbon set free by its use in gardening doesn't hide away it's all driving climate emergency in plain terms that if you're in an industry still digging up peat and releasing carbon and adding to climate change, then you're part of the problem. This is referring to big nurseries that have hundreds of tons of peat, which they grow thousands of plants in. Let's not forget that no gardener needs peat to succeed and that modern and reliable peat-free mixes exist. Mm -hmm. Some are used by hundreds of commercial growers. Um, I know a number of growers which are peat-free, Caves Foley and Malvern, Brilliant Place, First Soil Association certified peat-free herbaceous plants, Google them, look online. They're they're, they're doing really well selling online. Let's also not forget that in the UK, around 70% of the peat is used by gardeners, not growers. So it's gardeners that are growing petunias and busies and and stuff like that because they buy it in the garden centre. Because the garden centre only offers them peat, whereas the garden centre could be offering them peat-free. Um, While an industry that's doing the wrong thing by our natural world seems to panic, probably because the last thing gardening and horticulture industries want is any attention brought to the fact that they are actively using far too much blinking peat. Despite decades of dither and delay and controlling the narrative on the urgent need to turn gardening truly greener by switching to peat-free compost, Monty Don then points out they're part of the problem something the entire industry seems to be unable to work out for by itself that is very true the industry needs to grow up more quickly needs to stop using peds and realize that there are better and easier alternatives an entire industry reacts violently when it realizes it has lost control of the narrative this again is kind of how well that might be game big. Too political, so I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. leave it there, but um, <laughs> um Daily Mail, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and that that's where the effective action aimed at Monty Don begins. Both for stating the bleeding obvious, which Monty Don is doing, just stating the obvious, we need to use less paint, You then get a huge audience that turn around, as in the industry bodies, to say and, and try and lambast him. Um, there have been a number of uh, articles written about him which are probably mainly from Horticulture Week which are basically saying that um you know how can we stop wanting on doing this but the thing that really annoys me is that most most of those articles are written by um Matthew Ackleby, who is the uh, current editor of Horticulture Week who has written a book called The Vegan Gardener mm. how to a gardener who is whiter than white than white. Vegan gardening no bone meal, no animal byproducts. So how does he endorse the use of peas? Don't understand that. <laughs> I just want to make very strictly clear. I'm Mark Mackey here, not Mark at root group This is personal <laughs> opinion, Okay. <laughs> and it's Mark annoying Mackey, me a bit. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the idea of, um, Uh, You know the garden set of banning gardeners world magazine because he was saying let's stop using peas I mean he wasn't lambasting garden centers for selling beautiful plants that are grown really quickly on a mass scale. Yeah, that give people joy and that you can just easily fill up a load of pots in your garden. I mean when I moved to this house with the decking and the plastic grass, the first thing I did is went out and got a load of cheap bedding just to fill some area, get some colour and all that sort of thing. so uh, yeah, I'll also email you this this thread as well later, and I, 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 you can see it. But it, it is, yeah,
0: it's this whole peat debate thing's been going on for wow since I started garden about seven seven years ago now. People've been talking about it. So it doesn't really... Yeah. Be- Feel like it's changing so slowly. I mean, it's the garden industry, so I suppose it will it would do slowly, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> but it just feels like nothing's really happening. So, and it doesn't make sense that someone would say boycott boycott Gardeners World magazine because someone's brought attention to it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately, unfortunately Monty Don does polarise people because he, he he does you know speak his own mind and um, yeah. I kind of um, agree in a way where he's you know, really promoting people to um, grow everything from seed and division uh, herbaceous perennials is not particularly helpful for you new and young gardeners because you want to be able to go to the garden centre and buy something that's easy to grow. So you get interested in gardening and then when you've done it for a few years, then you start getting into seed sowing a lot more and then you start going into um, the more, um, you know, convoluted ways of propagation i mean it's like um i mean in japan 1500 years bc they started air potting where you take a japanese acer and and you put a piece of compost around it and it grows roots into it and you can chop it off and then plant it i mean that's a crazy method of propagation you don't want to take a new gardener and say do you want to try air potting (laughs) (laughs) let's get them doing something easy simple with quick returns easy returns and and get them addicted to gardening and that would be good for the industry. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, just just go online, look out there. there. There are amazing online companies selling really good quality products. There are lots of local nurseries, which if you spend a bit of time Googling, you will find that you yeah. wouldn't consider they were there. I mean, don't just drive down the road to the first garden set you come to. Be selective, look around.
0: Yeah, you're so right, because I've lived in culture my entire life, until I got into gardening, I never knew a lot of the nurseries or garden centers that were even around me. I didn't even realize they were there. So it's yeah. the case of um, having a little research to see what's about.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we are very lucky in the UK that, um, like I said, we've got two and a half thousand garden centers. There are probably eight or nine hundred of chains. If you go to the continent, if you go to Germany, France, it's the reverse. Um, it, there are about 2,500 retailers, but of those, probably about 17 1800s will be the chains. They'll be the big kingfisher groups. They'll be DIY stores that do a bit of gardening. We have such a rich heritage of uh, lots of independent nurseries that are all out there just to be found. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, if you've got the money to put petrol in your tank, and you got the um, you know the the time to be able to do it, then yeah, please just go and go and have a look around because you you will find gems on your doorstep. Um, there the, the are brilliant nurseries out there. Yeah, hundred percent agree Sorry, soapbox, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate, for calling in again. All right, take care. That, oh, there we go. Well, there we go. Two very. Uh, different sides of the argument there haven't we and there are like i say there's amazing places out there that um that do so much let's see what everyone's saying in the comment quicks um hey brand how you doing good evening uh dan says i hate gardens that sell sweet corn plants for one pound okay uh when packets are forty nine, but you do get the option dan on that side okay the thing, You don't have to buy that sweet corn plant for £1. You could grow from seed. You know, uh, who carries on. We're pack £1.49 for 50 seeds, but that amount of people who'd rather pick £1 each. The thing is, I've never been against buying plants. I think, actually, if you're a new-time gardener and you want to grow sweet corn and the instant in is to buy a plant rather than grow something from seed, maybe you think that might be a little bit complicated to begin with. You spend the year growing sweet corn from plant. You've paid a pound for it. And you think, well, actually, yeah, I like growing sweet corn. I think it's really good. I think I'll continue growing it. Yeah, but, well, should we try and grow it from seed because it makes more financial se-? Yeah, let's do it. I think I'd, I would never uh, take that away from garden because I think it's a great in uh, for buying plants, 100%. Um, but I hear what you're saying. I hear you. I'm, I'm with you. Does it make instant financial sense? No. Uh, I have to admit," uh, says Suggs, uh, "A lot of our Yvales have become family-run, and they are becoming very, very good. Yeah, they are changing. They are one of our Yvales is, is obviously not a Yvale anymore. Um, I think it's changing a lot in there. Um, I bet it's Christmassy right now. I bet it's well Christmassy. Uh, I grow most of my own plants. It's much cheaper." Uh, Sean says uh, the section of plants is quite limited at the moment. Uh, um, and then down chirps in. We've definitely shown the amount section over the past decade is shocking. Uh, then we've got a conversation going on this. So I might as well read it out. I know lots of gardeners who buy lots of plants just for the summer and throw them away in the autumn. Then don't do anything until next spring and then buy more plants and repeat it again. Hmm. It happens, and I think uh, if that's how people want a garden, then that's fine. And, you know, if they want a garden like that, that's fine. I personally wouldn't do it, and it sort of goes back. I know you went about this, Sean, but it goes back to what I started tonight's show with: is I being understanding of other people. Like, other people are going to do things differently, and all we can do is tell our story and you know shout about what we do what do we do out in the garden right now what is it all about um, for us Uh, and if people like that that's great if that encourages people to get out there more then that's super Um, if it doesn't then um, there we go the first garden centre opened in 1955 so there we go Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know on the socials. And perhaps you'd like to tune in. This is just the best bit. Imagine the actual full show. We're here on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Every Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10. So if you want to come on, if you want to chat gardening, that is the place to be. Thanks for listening.
3: This is a Skin and Tink Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro.